Hey guys, James here. We had to split this recording up into two episodes, so you're hearing part two of that recording and the finale of the Numora arc. So, without further ado, let us begin. I would like to make my way to the door. Yes, as you make your way to it, uh, it slowly begins to descend from ceiling down into the floor. On the other side appear to be three individuals. All robes and what appear to be white robes with um, black linings along the hoods and uh, down their chests, all in different or uh, all in similar patterns that appear to indicate something akin to spider legs um, descending downwards. Along with that, they all have similar looking masks. Two of the masks are the same, which appear to be completely featureless, only with black, um, black eyes and spider-like, spider-like visuals coming out of said eyes, as well as a, another mask, which appears to be, uh, completely black, as well as having an assortment of different eyes all about the mask. I would like to immediately shoot the one on the left. The one with the, um... Okay, one, yeah, I, one of the featureless ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll shoot the right. Uh, shoot first, ask questions later. You yeah. can go ahead and go yeah. for a, a surprise attack, roll on advantage to hit, and then this oh, will cool. be an initiative. Wait, are all, just, just him is shooting, or we're all shooting? I mean, are you all taking the uh, shoot first, ask questions later? Yeah, approach? why not? I'm taking that approach. I got a 23. 23 on the one on the left? Yeah, does that hit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I got a 22. Hits. Which one are you attacking? The one on the right. Okay. Or you know what? I'm going to shoot the one on the left just to do some more damage to it, just so we can keep one alive and ask okay. questions. I did uh, max okay. damage on my dice, so that's 8 plus 5. 13. Okay. How do you want uh, want this to take him down? Um, Right in the face. I'm going to shoot the other guy. Then. That's fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll say you can shoot the other guy. Seeing that... Uh, I'm not going to shoot him. <laughs> shoot his him. dead body. Just goes straight through I'll the mask. The guy. He lets out a, a little... And then falls. Uh, that's nine damage for the one on the right. Nine damage to the one on the right. How do you want to take him down? I don't want to do a finishing blow. I don't want it to kill him. I want it to knock him down so we can ask him questions. So I want to, like, I'm going to, like, very brutally injure him by, like, oh, damn. Uh, I want to shoot him in the kneecap, actually. Fuck it. Just do it. Just cap him in the knee. Okay. He lets out a left. Ah! And then falls to the floor. And then you guys shot the one on the right and the one on the left? Yes, yes. they're all down, yeah. so it's just be the middle one that's standing right now. I'm going at him. Don't kill him, please. We have to... I say this out loud. We need to question him. Do not kill him. Uh, for... It's dexterity, I add, right? Yes. All right, well, that's a 21. Does that hit? Jesus that Christ, does don't hit. kill him. All right, He's so then I down. also auto-crit because this is a surprise attack, right? It is a surprise. Attack. All right, hell yeah, hell yeah, because I, I think I add even. You mean you add your sneak attack? Do, oh no, no, I auto crit, so I would also add sneak attack, because Wait, it says wrong, I right? always crit on surprised creatures if they are hit. Holy shit! So it's an auto crit, because <laughs> this is a surprised attack. 
So you autocrat and you can add your. Well, he's not that. Just he's don't not within. Kill him. Uh, yeah, no, he actually is within five feet of of pants. So yeah, you would add your sneak attack. Too. Okay, all right. God, do not kill him, please. All right. This is a part of the shoot now. Ask questions later. Questions are a part of it still. No. I mean, maybe I guess. Maybe. We'll Fuck you! See. I want to figure this out. I thwip back and I say, I'm going to get you, sucker. And I thwip into him for 13 points of damage. <laughs> do not. All right. Please do not kill him. You definitely heard him. He lets out a pain yell before. Ugh, idiots. Oh, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I forgot to roll that dice twice. Oh, I rolled a six. So 13 plus six is a total of 19. Don't kill him, please. Was that enough to kill a him? A damning attack, but he still stands. All right. I say, what are you doing with these halos around our necks? Idiots. You should go back to bed. No, someone was screaming at me to wake up. This is an initiative. All right. 21. I got a six. Perfect. Good thing I have a strong initiative. I got a 15. Which means that this... Battle will start with Sue, then Cooper, then the masked individual, then Pants. All right. Uh, I'm going to use one of my samurai features, which once a day I... So three times a day I can use a bonus action to gain five temporary hit points and gain advantage on weapon attacks for the turn. So I'm going to spend one of those. I basically say a chant in uh, Kirori, which is the language of the dreams, giving myself advantage... You see, like, a bit of radiant light cover me. I run up with my katana. I put my light crossbow away, and I grab my katana, and I run and do my attack. First one's a 19 after the modifier. That's 10 damage. Another damning blow placed upon him. He kind of shirks back and is reeling reeling from the uh, attempts on his life. You can definitely see him stumble about trying to remain conscious. This brings us to Cooper. I say to the bleeding odd lady, you are as radiant as a statue of Mother Mary, but I'm going to set you off to the side. Uh, What's this room look like, DM? The room itself is just a about a a 30 by 30 room, uh, just completely stone. A few columns supporting uh, supporting the ceiling. Hell yeah, that's, that's what I was looking for. As a bonus action, I would like to hide. Okay. All right, and then with my short bow, I would like to attack from hiding. Okay. Because then I get advantage. Does a 16 hit? It does. Yes, which also means because I came from hiding, I auto crit. Actually, real quick, I'm reading here. You're not going to get the auto crit. Oh, I'm not? No, because despite you, but you get um, the sneak attack. being hidden, uh, he is still aware of your presence. Oh, he has okay. to be unaware of your presence. All right. So then the auto crit doesn't happen. I already rolled my dice. I will take away one of the highest numbers. Okay. I'll take it. So then 14 damage. All right. How do you want to take him down? Oh, man. All right. Uh, hey, Jose, you were saying don't kill this person? I want to ask him questions before we kill him, kill him. Okay, but what, didn't we not kill the other one? So as long as there's one. You used your thing to make sure that you didn't kill one of them. Yeah, remember, Jose? So one, yeah, is, so... one is still down with an uh, arrow in his knee. Okay, yeah. 
All right, so then I'm gonna I'm gonna peel back on my short bow, and I'm gonna say for Mother Gaia, even though you look like one of her beautiful creatures, a spider, but I'll give you a spider visual, and then uh, I thwip it back and hope that his all eight of his little eyes. I know this isn't a real spider, but I hope all eight eyes or many eyes. I don't know. It's eight legs. Uh, the billion. <laughs> it looks like a billion. Death blows are coming towards him out from the shadows, and I scream, "Mother Gaia!" <laughs> Wait, don't don't spiders have six legs? No. And thus it pierces legs. his mask, ending his <laughs> life. <laughs> he falls down uh, into a heap with the others. The um, the third one that you intentionally left alive admonishes his leg. Clearly, no fight within him. <laughs> False idiots. Walk up to the guy with the arrow to his knee, and I step on it. He lets out a loud howl of pain. I have to make him roll a con save. He passes. He remains conscious. All right. Now, let's talk. And I grab him by his uh, chest plate and, like, you know, try and stand him up against the wall. I'll I'll roll for strength for that. Because I know that's a strength thing. I mean, not really. I mean, you could just mess with him. Yeah, so I am going to pick him up, push him against the wall, and ask him, what the fuck is going on here? And if you say something I don't like, I'm going to do more than just this. And then I just knee him in the knee. Uh, He lets lets out another howl of pain. Barely passes this time. Yeah, hey, uh, maybe if you wanted to keep this person alive, don't make them bleed out more, Sue. Uh, no, that's just to see if he stays a conscience. Like, he's not, he won't die, he'll just knock out conscience. While you're interrogating this guy, Pants is going to rifle through the other two's pockets. Oh, that's what I was going to do, too. Okay, uh, roll percentiles for uh, you two. Oh, hell yeah, we both get to. <sighs> you were gifted the dream. The man uh, states, you should be happy. You're part of something far greater than you could have ever expected. Can I roll intimidation on him to basically, like, if you don't tell me, like, if you're not, if you don't cut this bullshit out, like, it's going to get worse. Can I roll intimidation? Uh, yeah, go for it. What are your rolls in the meantime? Mine's 16. I hate rolling percentile. I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's face was just ex- like so happy. <laughs> I got a two. Oh, that sucks. A two and a what? A sixteen. Um, you're not finding much. You only find um about fourteen silver. Can I have my steel defender search them by sniffing? I don't know. No. <laughs> Come on, uh, what was your intimidation? Roll it on disadvantage. I'm sorry. It has to be on disadvantage. Why? I put an arrow through his knee and kicked him and stepped him. Because the DM said so. It makes sense. He's like an occult type thing, and he's not just going to give up information. This isn't a... a... I got a 16. He uh, just kind of looks to you. The horrors you can provide on me, I've already seen in this world. I'm promised the gift of the... uh, of a next. One far greater. One that you've already... Helped bring into existence. All right, so I have, like, um, jalapenos being pickled. Can I pour some of that on his wound to try and get some more information out of him? 
I'll do it just because you seem so excited for this. Hell yeah. I say um, <laughs> talk, or, uh, talk or meet the wrath of, like, your open woo. On the outside, you have an ulcer, but now meet what really aggravates at least mine. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm just a boy trying to run a business for his mip and pip, and it can be stressful sometimes. His mip and pip. Is this on disadvantage? <laughs> yes. And you said intimidation? Yes. I got a cool 11. <laughs> he lets out a, another howl of pain. This one seems to overcome him, however. Oh. As his eyes fall to the back of his skull. <laughs> and he loses we, consciousness. We kill, Did we kill him with pickle brine? Nah, he's still breathing. Okay. He, it's <laughs> just that pickle brine really did a number on him. <laughs> If my ulcers flare up and I eat some jalapenoed pickles, uh, I also pass out as well because there's just no sense in keeping the day going. Can I roll a medicine check to see if I can wake him up? Uh, sure. As you're doing this, however, Mamiri speaks up. We have to go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Uh, before the appraiser comes. Oh, I'm just going to loot the bodies instead, actually. Big Hoss and Chum Lee are coming. That's what it sounds like to appraise the situation. Ah, I got a 76. I got that reference, James. I hated it. <laughs> 76? Yeah, sure. You find a note on the one uh, on the eyed mask. What does it say? Uh, the note itself uh, indicates that Mamiri is to be removed from society for threatening uh, the birth giver. Uh, I tell everybody, yeah, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Mamiri, if you can, uh, what's this birth giver? She is gonna make a roll. What if she's just like, I don't fucking know. These guys just picked me up out of the street one day. They're insane. She says. (laughs) (laughs) They're God. Whatever it is, it's trying to enter. They're trying to redo the reality. Rearrange it. That's what they brought us here for. They Mm. brought us here so that that thing, whatever it is, it, it, it can learn how to deceive the rest of us. The rest of the world. Quick question. Is there anyone still left on the tables? Yes, you do see a few individuals that are still left on the tables. They do not have halos over uh, over their heads, however. Uh, are they, like, alive or are they dead? If you'd like, you can do a medicine check on them. Sure. Also, hey, Pants, does your little guy, could he carry Mamori as we run out of here? Uh, maybe. I mean, he's <laughs> not, like, huge. He's, like, dog-ish sized. Mamori, you're you're gonna be riding a dog. (laughs) (laughs) So, Corey, would that be okay if we, like, kind of drape her over there? Do you have your stone defender strength? Yeah, give me one second. I'm gonna roll that medicine check first. Or your steel defender, rather. But, yeah. Bam! 19. A medicine check um, um, provides something that's a, a little bit baffling. Yes. They all seem to be alive. With little to no physical wounds upon them. However, despite this, their breath is incredibly shallow. Their eyes 
are constantly moving, just dashing from back and forth, side to side, up and down. Their eyes are constantly moving uh, about, almost as if uh, they are taking in sights unbeknownst to you. They're dreaming. Uh, Mimiri begins to speak. Can they be woken? No. Would it be better Never to put again. them out of their misery? Um, after a moment, she nods. It may even slow down what this thing is trying to learn. That was my real just question. Go Haha. So, uh, yeah, uh, Pants takes out the dagger and just, in the nicest way he can, um, like, stabs all of them, like, you know, in the heart. Just like, blop, blop, blop. I cover my eyes and the steel defender's eyes. <laughs> in doing so, it takes some time, but you notice that the eye movement slowly begins to slow down. And eventually, it halts entirely. Breath stop is, stops from escaping their lungs. All right, and my steel defender has a strength of 14. Should be able to c- carry Mamiri, yeah. It'll be awkward, but... You can carry it. Yeah, and it has an athletics of six, so. Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, well, I'll kind of okay. stand by to to make sure she's stable uh, and doesn't, like, flop off as we start leaving. Now let's get the fuck out of here. You exit out into the hallway of which you can see that there are glyphs completely lighting up the entirety of it. It seems to be a long stone corridor of which there are, from what you can discern anyways seems to be rooms upon rooms upon rooms upon rooms lining down this hallway all presumably the same as what you uh what you are currently exiting the left we have to go left says mamiri okay i go left you all begin to uh follow correct yeah yeah as you follow, you uh, head left and are eventually met with a large wooden door. Uh, it does not appear to be locked. It looks as though you can just go uh, straight through it as you pass all of these flashing glyphs. I would like to push the door open slowly and try to quietly enter the room. Pushing the door open slowly, you can see what appears to be a large grand hall. One that would be more notably seen in something like a grand temple, something incredibly devoted to a god and spent millions upon millions of dollars upon. Large marble columns line the walls, and the ceiling itself appears to be 40 feet high. Uh, Inside the center of this grand hall seems to be a large statue. A large statue that appears to depict a door that is slowly, slowly opened, uh, opening. Peeling out from the crack of the door appears to be large, tendril-like limbs, perhaps even spider-like legs. And before it appears to be a mass of people. There appears to be a mass of people that perhaps are the same as the two aside the original man that you had just killed a a little bit before. And sitting at the head of these people, along these rows of pews and columns, appears to be one individual that is rather grand in size, perhaps standing eight feet tall or so. Someday I'll be that big. 
he uh, his mask seems to be much more extravagant than that of the people before him, as it appears to be made of uh, glass or perhaps even crystal that spirals out uh, to the side of his hood and wraps around uh, wraps around it, forever holding it uh, upon him, clasping along the back. Um, like interlocking spider limbs. And with that, the man speaks. We too shall see the world. Far beyond the gates of dreams and reality. Far beyond the realms of the gods that taint us now. It comes. It enters while we sleep. It whispers promises into our ears. We need only hear them. The man looks up and sees you, peering out of the room. Please, enter. You need not fear us, dreamers. That is de- derogatory to my people, actually. Um, that is kind of racist. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Is this Baku? <laughs> Can I roll a history check or religion check, actually? I guess that would be to see if this is Baku. You can roll it on this one. fuck's up Baku? It's like the uh, enemy to his god. Mm. Yeah, it uh, some monster that eats dreams and nightmares causes people to go crazy, and they end up going crazy for so long that they just lose their mind. Sounds pleasant. Okay, first one was a 12. Second one was a 19. You know Baku. Whatever this thing is, it's not Baku. Okay, cool. I grip my katana even tighter. Uh, if we have nothing to fear, can we get some uh, health potion or something for our friend here? She is she's in grave need of medical attention. Mamiri. I turn to Cooper and I tell him they want to kill her. Well. They're not our friends. Yeah, well, too bad. Uh, if they want us on their side, they need to heal her. I'm afraid not. Wait, you just don't have anything to heal people or... You don't want to. She will be sought to by our medical experts. Okay. Do not wish to see her perish. All right. Uh, She is invaluable. She needs to be dealt with in the sun, not in this dark area. Does Pants know about the note? The notes that we found? That's uh. Did Cooper share that with the rest of the party? Yeah, he did. Cooper, I'm sorry. The uh, Sue. It was Sue who found that note, right? Yeah, I I tell everybody. I told everybody. Okay, then yes, you know about it, Pants. Um, then why did we find a note saying to kill her? <laughs> Not kill. Removed. Unfortunately, Mamiri was a bit of a defector. And when she tried to bring proof to the public, we had her removed. She will live here, healthy, and with great care, I assure you. We wish not to see her dead. Just returned. Wait, okay. I'm confused real quick. One, what proof to what public? And two, uh, we were just in like a room f- sleeping on stones. Uh, nothing fell on her. Why is she bleeding so much? Mamiri unfortunately found a way to break the dream. Through great physical strain, it would seem, but broken nonetheless. Damn, she's strong. I assure you, these wounds are all self-inflicted as we have no reason to harm any of our dreamers. But is it really self-infliction if you're being held without your will? 
that in terms is could be considered slavery it can be considered uh imprisonment can be considered torture uh i can the list goes on actually um so how about would you do this slavery <laughs> you don't know what you speak of we I know brought, I have. We free ushered will. you all into a world that would be without strife, one that would be without pain, greed, or wars. Your consciousness was taken to our benevolent ruler, of which he intended to provide you a peaceful existence once he simply understood how our existence worked. Is this guy within 80 feet of me? Uh, I'd say probably about 60 feet. Cool, I'm gonna shoot him. Uh, I would like to quickly say... At this with- point, at the minute he says... <laughs> we got two people to want Go yeah, ahead, Cooper. James. Cooper, go, what's oh. up? Oh, you were saying without pain, without strife? They were making me wear gloves on my feet. I need arch support. My back <laughs> is screwed up, and not to mention, I'm sleeping on a goddamn stone. A product of Mamiri. States. At this okay. point, I slam my sword so hard, it's still in its uh, sheath. I slam the sword in it with its sheath on, on the ground, as hard as I can to make as much noise as possible. And I go, peace. You talk about peace. Your mortal brain cannot handle what real peace is. This is not peace. This is enslavement. And people like you have destroyed this this world and this plane of existence for thousands of years. So now you sit there and talk about peace. You shut your face. Hmm. You shut your fucking mouth. He goes on that rant and pants just very calmly, like, aims the crossbow and fires. But I only got a 12, so. <laughs> and, uh, the arrow f- flies towards him, uh, of which the masses before him seem to uh, panic and duck. Um, and as it arrives towards uh, the speaker, the arrow seems to fizzle out of reality. I, uh, pants, like, looks at the crossbow, like, to make sure it's okay, like... <laughs> Was that me? Was that him? <laughs> uh, the crossbow definitely seems to be functioning. Yeah. All right. He, he, uh, I don't actually have to reload the crossbow because it's magic at this point because of one of my things. But I like, make another bolt appear and I get ready to fire again. You misunderstand. We are not holding you here. You are free to leave if you so wish. All right. See you guys later. But then Mamiri's coming with us. What happens when your god shows up? I would love to tell you, if you would, please. He offers. Uh, he offers. Well, uh, a is this just like a chairs. recruitment yeah. thing for a cult? <laughs> He's gonna hand us a pamphlet. <laughs> Come to Scientology, guys. Winar. We hesitate to call him a god. He's more so a creator. When he arrives and enters this world. Once he truly understands how it works, this reality will cease to be. He will consume it, learn from it, copy it, and then replace it with a world that is much more suitable for all life within it. A world without famine, war, suffering, pain even. The perfect ideal world that we all long for. 
this one, with its imperfections, will be erased. And our consciousness will be brought to one of paradise. Why Mamiri would want to ruin and destroy that when she was even promised as a place of substantial power within it is unbeknownst to me. Why she would leave what we have all built here together. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I live in a paradise. It's called Dulap. It's already here. But I know that paradise comes with imperfections. You can't have... If it's perfect, you just got a cucumber. But boiling it inside, not really boiling it. Just letting sourness seep into it and become imperfect. You have the perfect creation. A goddamn pickle you also it's things getting mixed up i realize that that's what you need I, old maggie trying to stab her husband that shook things up it was not good but it was still like a breath of fresh air in paradise you need those things oh and these goblins coming around that's my bad for thinking they were just trying to push over our cattle and tie people's shoes together essentially pushing them over no, they're there because they found paradise. They were being driven out of the forest into our home. And what we did is what you were doing right now. Just saying it needs to be this way or nothing at all. Your analogies are strange, but I believe I understand what you are trying to say. And perhaps our methods can be revised. As it seems to have stirred Mimiri away, we would like to offer you, you three, a proposition. If you wish not to be a part of the dream, a part of this new world, very well. You may leave, and you will now never hear from us again. Wait, so you're not going to, like, try and recruit more people? <laughs> we won't be trying to recruit you. Oh, so then we're just going to live in a land where it's just the three of us? I mean, they're nice guys, but I'm going to be honest. They don't give a lot in the friendship department <laughs> and the companionship. I point to him and I nod my head. I go, yeah, I have a job to do. No offense. Our creator's coming still takes time. What's the uh, rough estimate on that? <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> More dreamers are required, which is why it is so disheartening to hear you would like to leave it stead. However, if that is what you wish, you may. However, Mamiri must stay. She offers far too much for our creator. Far too much for our dreamers, even. What has occurred with your dreams? Well, it was unforeseeable before. Information like that is imperative for him. That is why I believe this trade will suffice. You may leave. She must stay. Can I start speaking Kyori backwards to... to Mimiri? Like I did in the dream world? Sure. I want to make it seem like I'm actually having a conversation with her. Uh, would that be a deception check? Uh, yeah. 
Uh, that's a 15. You begin to speak to her in your uh, canter, as you uh, described, to which the man chuckles a bit. I doubt that will be of ending meaning to her. You're able to note that <laughs> trying to speak backwards is now suddenly a much more difficult task. I mean, it was really difficult for him, but previously he rolled very poorly. <laughs> it's just so much so that you're not even, you're, your head would be doing a lot of jumping jacks to try to get the intended effect through. Can I lean into Mamori and whisper something to her? Sure. I, I say, ma'am, do you want to keep living? She seems to look back and forth for a moment. I I don't want to help them anymore. All right. Can Pants hear this? Up to you, Cooper. Um, how yeah, uh, but I, I would like to just respond one more, and I, I'll say... We will try to make sure we get them out of here, but if if our back's against the corner, we'll make sure that you don't need to suffer anymore. If that's what it Should takes. we just kill her? That's what I was no. thinking, but I, I think we should try to kill them before. Hans uh, walks up behind her and puts the crossbow like at the back of her head and says... Um, if she's so important to you, then you can't afford to let her die. So if you don't let all four of us go, we will kill her. At that point, I put my katana to my neck because I don't fully understand the situation. I like make eye contact with Cooper. Like this is what we're doing, right? This is this is what I'm supposed to do. I cover my eyes and the defender's eyes, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh no, oh no, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. <laughs> Sorry. I see. An interesting tactic. Very well. You may all leave. Uh, is he telling the truth? <laughs> roll that insight. Yeah, I'm gonna roll insight. I don't trust people. Ooh, I got a 13. I got a 22. I, I got a 7 again, but and two of my dice rolled off the, the table. Roll. roll. Good thing one was an at one. <laughs> Doesn't count if it's not on the table. You're not sure what it is that's in his tone. He doesn't seem to be lying, though, by his demeanor, by the way he speaks, he's speaking as though he's already somehow won. Okay. Uh, is there an exit near us? He gestures to behind them. A glyph flashes on the far wall, and slowly a large door begins to open. There. I'd like to ask Mimiri, Mimiri, where's the exit? Is that the right exit? Yes, she answers. There you can see rolling hills and a sprawling landscape with a few woods and thickets just lining, um, dotting the landscape. Anybody got teleport? It does feel <laughs> familiar. It does feel like the outside world. All right, I'll cautiously, like, still with the crossbow up to Mamiri and, like, you know, tell the defender to move forward. We'll, we'll cautiously make our way towards the, the door. Can I try something? Sure. I kind of, like, wink at you two to reassure you, and then 
I turn invisible and I dash towards to avoid all the people. I go around them just to make sure that it's good. And if it is, I will scream back at them and say like, hey, guys, it is outside. Okay, you do so. In which the appraiser, quote unquote, kind of tilts his head a little bit questioning this. Um, however, as you run, run and make it to the outside, you can feel it. You can feel the grass upon you, upon your feet. You can feel the breeze washing over your skin. You can feel the sun's heat radiating down upon you. And you can, feel, or you can hear the birds chirping. It does seem to be outside. Uh, then, oh, to trick them... I would like to run a little bit so it's so it's like, oh, he's I don't want them to, like, close the door on me. I run back in and I go, yeah, it looks good. With a vote of confidence <laughs> from Cooper. Do you all take your exits? Yes. Yeah. All right. With that, you all begin to exit the entire the masses seem to uh, watch you watch you as you exit. Including the appraiser. Good luck out there, adventurers. I hope that this paradise of yours is everything you hope it to be. Suck eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Soft <laughs> boiled, too, that are pickled. Oh. With that, you exit. Upon your exit, you can hear the stone walls slowly beginning to close once again. Thank you. Mamiri says, they're likely going to come for me once again, but it's it's good to feel the wind again. Uh, you're very welcome, and... And then it, Pants shoots her in the back of the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you have any, like, allies or people you're confident in that we could, like, hand you over to? Not, like, in a mean way, but we also should probably, like, take note of this location and tell people what's going on in here. That is the same mistake I made. Okay. Oh, the the proof to the public. Okay. Then, uh, is this something we just forget happened? I know. Please, take me back to my home. If we can, if they will allow us to forget, we should forget. Well, all right. Where do you live? Womp, womp, womp. Just... A day's travel north of here. Uh, I'll take you. Let's go. Yeah, let's do this. With that, you begin to travel north. As the birds chirp and the sun gleams down upon your party, the broken and injured Mimiri continues to speak highly upon you. She thanks you for everything, and soon you begin to roll up to this town. One you've never heard of before. A town called Numora. And upon your entering, you you begin to feel a strange fatigue wash over your body. I'll be fine from here, Mamiri says. I just need to recuperate. Go to sleep. Recuperate? Okay, alright. If you could find some way to meet me in the morning that would be most fortunate uh hey pants let's just put her on this defender 
she'll go forward. You'll lose your defender, but we can uh, jet set out of here. Yeah, I don't. Pants does not want to go into that city. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, Mamiri, but I think you're on your own from here. So we're going to go. She asks. Uh, it's just something strange is about this town that I can't really put a finger on, but it's given me an unsettled feeling. And with everything that's already happened today, this seems like the best choice. But you got this cool steel defender now. That'll be nice. Mamiri stands from the defender. She wipes the blood uh, from her face, in which uh, she asks, Listen. I understand your concerns, but there is something incredibly important that I need from you here. Your body begins to weigh down upon you. A deep fatigue begins to set into your eyes. You need to sleep. I thought you were telling us to wake up. I fire my crossbow because I still have it. I want to try to shoot her. Uh, You fire your (laughs) crossbow into her. The bolt embeds itself into her. Her eyes widen, and she falls backwards, down onto the ground. I want to cut her head off. As she crashes down into the grass, a burst of mist and fog explodes from her body. The moon rises high in the sky, and you can feel your limbs begin to get heavy. I would like to shocking grasp myself so I can stay awake. You shocking grasp yourself. But it knows. It knows now exactly the purpose of what this is. You try to stay awake. You do everything you can to stay awake. And then you wake. Awaken. Inside the tavern. God! God! Damn damn it. Oh man, guys, I'm feeling groggy. Did I drink some pickle juice last night? Or am I still asleep? Does the Furlbog say that while still sleeping, not knowing that the DM is supposed to tell him to wake up? <laughs> like in the first episode of this goddamn show? Corey, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Wow, way, way to just pull on our little heartstrings to be like, yeah, you save the woman, you, you know, be cool. We should have shot her. And just not, and just, God, and I was so close to killing her. <laughs> well, that's that. That's the point of it, right? You taught it what you think back. You thought you taught it what paradise is supposed to be. It's got to come with the good and the bad. It was <sighs> all to, it, that, that's what, what this thing, I was, been, I've been waiting so long to use this, to be honest. And I, I, at first I was like, wow, like Corey's making this like a really anticlimactic thing or is setting us up to like in the future, like come back and go to this this cult and take them down. And that will be like the like uh, furthering story that you're planting. But instead, it's just one of that. Personally, I don't want to come back to at least for it's another total year. You know, just total, out just of all the one shots, on. out of all the one shots Corey has done, this is the worst. <laughs> also, the, it's four episodes that lead up to this. 
Yeah, dude. And ma- no, no, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll leave this as one episode. I won't cut this in two. Corey, I hate you so much. I'm, I'm, I was trying to do something. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This was all for something. I had to hurt you for a reason. Uh, but that's I that's that. yeah. Because I wanted to. Okay. Well, that's not. <laughs> I think that's it for this episode. And next episode is uh, going to be probably a round table. So for us to yell at Corey more. That's fair. It'll be an hour and a half of us just swearing at Corey. <laughs> and like there will be like pauses in between because there's a delay. And we're like, we don't want to scream over each other. This isn't about like we want oh, everyone's we'll- opinions to get out. It'll be like a debate, you know, where it's moderated. So we'll each have like five minutes. Why One do you rest. hate the DM? Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's fucking Let's get this over. Let's do our plugs. No. Let's do our plugs. I think it's only Lil Cory and I who have things to plug. Yeah. James, where can they find you? Oh, my God. Go to at MSS pod for information about my stuff or Marshland Media on Twitter. That's where you can find what I'm up to. But I in this past year, we started a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod. You get exclusive podcasts over there. Engage with Nicolas Cage, the Toku Reading Corner, talking about Beyblade and the podcast that be. Then you can also find out information about my free podcast or my music under Marsh <laughs> Land monster that's over at mlmpod.com you can also now listen to my music on spotify and all of that and yeah. uh twitch mostly speaking sentai and nicole has been drawing over there under darling homebody so give us a follow yeah and as always you can find uh follow whatever hidden credit is up to over on twitter um at hit it underscore it, no wait, it's just hit, hit it and credit on instagram is hit it underscore and, and underscore, underscore credit. credit see i gotta get back into the groove of this guys it's been a year also also uh in case you haven't noticed your boy uh the dm here has been doing stuff online remember that time we said we were going to play video games well i'm doing that on twitch that's going to be at nomads 101 uh, you can also follow uh, follow me on Twitter to see whenever I'm uh, streaming at Nomads101TV. And yeah. Rudy has been doing a lot of stuff on Twitch, doing like uh, Spider-Man speed runs. Uh, that is Overlord Snugs. Hell yeah. He's a good boy. I love, love hanging out with him. I love watching him. He's super funny. He's super interactive. Do it up. Yeah. Is Nomads with an S or a Z? Oh, that's Nomads with a Z, because I'm edgy. Uh, Also, uh, even though we haven't been doing podcasts for a year, mostly speaking Sentai, there's if you're like, oh, uh, I'm taking a break for an entire year off from podcasts, you have 52 episodes of that show that you can listen to. Jose's (laughs) been on, Corey's been on, now we can get Joe on again, Rudy's been on. It's been great. Uh, For a very long stretch, it was just Nicole and I, and I think uh, a lot of our funniest bits because it's just us trying to figure out how are we as a comedic duo over I think it was four months without guests because of the pandemic and we didn't know how best to do uh, remote recordings Joe makes it a cameo this week yeah well last yeah, week a couple of weeks ago a couple of weeks ago by the time this gets yeah released yeah, be, I yeah. guess 
Chip. Uh, that's all for I got. For those of you that don't know, Jose and I are now roommates. Oh, yeah. Updates yeah. all over the place. Great. Franklin, as I alluded to, did unfortunately pass away. Uh, it's been extremely difficult for Nicole and I. I almost cried uh, in the bathroom today because of it. It was in October, but still hurts. And then we, Nicole got a new cat. I don't like saying we got a new cat, even though I'm I'm starting to come around on the little guy. His name is Socks. He's very cute. Follow me at MSS Pod to see pictures of him. Hell yeah. yeah. He is a cute little boy. I got to concur. He's... I'm writing a show right now about us as characters uh, in D&D. Like us in real life get dropped into a D&D campaign and Corey immediately he's like yeah I'm a DM like I know everything and then he immediately gets humbled by the world fucking yikes (laughs) 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 let me make this is like talking about Beyblade which is me calling all of my co-hosts faux hosts because they have been mean to me and uh, I'm waiting for you guys to come on and be like, James, we've we ha- I'm so sorry. And then I'll have to be like, uh, no, no, you guys are just trying to get in my head and trying to usurp the throne of talking about Beyblade. He knows that's that was my plan all along. It was a trap. Oh, no. It was a trap. Um, yeah, next episode, hopefully, hopefully to see you soon, hopefully to do it soon, it's probably going to be a roundtable like we said, um, and if not that, then it's going to be a continuation, finally, back to the Noctis Occulta, so we can figure out what's going on with that big old spooky knight that's chasing the bad guys, um, but Corey. aside from that, my final question for the, uh, recording today is going to be, if you could change your fate, would you, uh, and... That's I it. I got the quote, and the, no, I have a quote for that at is the that end. A, the quote is uh, that's from Brave. By Brave, the way. right? Okay, thank you. Um, I was like, what? Yeah, the quote is, uh, "Don't be Mamiri. Just tell everybody from the beginning." Okay. <laughs> don't, don't be Mamiri. <laughs> just, just be. Re- but Mamiri's a part of it all, you know. She, she's a part of the. She's a cultist. Again, you. be please be upfront in the beginning, you know, just, just everybody just further. Be, no subterfuge, just be upfront with your tactics. All right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and with that being said, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media production, produced by Corey King and James McCullum. Music by Marshland Monster. For more content, please visit mlmpod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to patreon.com forward slash mlmpod and sign up today.